I don't know. I think I'd be like a digital roadie. I'd know everything in the background and just hang out and, you know, people can do what they want to do and I'll just be there like, ah, maybe this is a better choice. Hypertalks. 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 Good morning or good evening or good night, wherever you are on the planet. And this is our first actual team episode today. We're going to be talking about future of working or work in general, where we're seeing it. Uh, my name is Chris Blimley. With me today, I've got a few from my team. I've got Emma Olsson, Hugo Vitorf, Jim Schillings, and our tidbit hungover, Caroline <laughs> Halvorsson. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm Hugo. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice to be in this. This is the first time my voice will be in this recording. I've been working with this podcast behind the scenes. Yeah, I haven't yeah. even thought about that. Production. <laughs> my producer in many ways. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Well, we are. We're all doing. It's a, we're a flat organization. I would say we're all doing everything. I like it that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's fun to talk as well because uh, I have a past uh, experience in podcasting where I basically only talk, and now I've done the exact opposite, done everything but talk. But it's so nice now, to have you on. Yeah. Because then yeah. you've always like kind of had good inputs on how to do it and everything. So it's been like a security blanket, at least for me. Yeah. The nice. podcast man. Yeah. Yeah. Hugo <laughs> is the podcast man here. But. We we started with check-ins nowadays, and yes. so let's check in with like, oh, <laughs> check in with our mood. We're recording this on a Friday, so I, I would assume it's pretty good. Friday morning. Friday morning. Mm-hmm. I have a very good mood, I would say. Nice morning, and I'm really excited to actually talk. That's what I do best, I would say, even though I'm not that good at it. <laughs> check in. I woke up pretty well. I mean, I'm I'm feeling good today. Oddly. I mean, we, I had to get up really early. I mean, not that early, but yeah, good, good. I'll say I'm good. Check in. Well, we all know how I feel. I'm slightly hungover, but I'm feeling great. Check in. I've got my first cup of coffee in my hand for this entire past week, so I guess that says something. But uh, it's a nice Friday. I'm going to go to my grandparents this weekend and, and like die from boredom, but, you know, I'm just going to cherish this day with nice peers before I head out to frolic with the relics of my family. Check in. <laughs> yeah, and I feel pretty good, even though I'm not a morning person either. But it's nice getting up and out in the crispy November weather. <laughs> <laughs> Hyper talks. So about, what about work then? Like we're seeing a lot of a lot of industries are changing nowadays. I mean just looking at titles, uh, roles, they're all kind of getting different. And I think that's part of like what our program, Digital Business, is a bit about because we can explain what it actually meant in many ways. And it's because we're, we're like right in this like change, I think. Uh, what do you guys think? Is it? Definitely agree. If I think about my friends that I grew up with and what they work with today, it's not necessarily jobs that uh, even existed back when we were kids or at least the titles that didn't exist and the working ways that didn't really exist or we couldn't think about back then that's maybe something that's going to happen in the future as well like starting from today they're going to be maybe we're going to be more prepared for it at least we are in this program because that's a lot of the things we're talking about but a lot of things is going to continue to change and what do you guys feel about that I think like the the whole title war it's like the people are keep keep on changing titles I don't know what I should have 
my title should be on LinkedIn anymore. It's like, okay, I can just make it up just as long as it sounds kind of cool. I think that's, <laughs> that's important. That's important. It has I mean, to it has sound to, it cool. It has to sound cool. It has to have a nice abbreviation. When it has to write something like, it, it's it's more like a, an image thing nowadays than actual, like, I don't know. You can't yeah. call yourself a business person. You have to have something to, like yeah. legal, creative, business analyst yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, that's exactly what you should do. To stand out, because just do the opposite. Yeah, I'm a business person. But yeah. uh, you know, LinkedIn puts that uh, personal branding thing on it. Like you, before, you, you could just tell people, I guess, what you worked with. Yeah. Now, I mean, LinkedIn is a branding site basically for for yourself. Uh, so it kind of uh, puts you in that uh, mindset that you wanna, you know, you wanna make make it sound as good as possible. Even though maybe even if, even if you don't think about it, that's sort of what happens. I think when you put in that title. I don't really know if I like LinkedIn. Well, no one likes. And no one likes LinkedIn. I, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like before, when I first got on LinkedIn, I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Like this is like a digitalized CV. You know what I mean? And people can go in and look at my profile. But then I'm like, this shit is equally as much shit as the CV if not more because it's like people just put on shit there and write their own titles and you know what I mean like of course your previous employer should like can go in and validate what you have on your CV but it's still like I don't know do people actually look at LinkedIn yes yeah they do that's that's kind of what bugs me because i have to that's what i mean like but i don't know you you all have me on linkedin you see i i didn't do shit with my i didn't do sorry i didn't do anything with my linkedin (laughs) account yet i have a picture and i have maybe like connections but i have yet to fill in any valid information and it stresses me out as well because if you have an employment situation and you have your own CV, then you can update it before you go to an employer. With LinkedIn, you have to constantly make sure that everything is aligned to what you're doing at the moment. And if you fall behind, you know, then that's like the only documentation people have. So instead of trusting in your own documentation, they go, they just Google your name, you come to LinkedIn and it's like, oh, this is what this person did. But then you years know like- what you do. Sorry, because I kind of disagree. What I dislike about LinkedIn is that it has a crappy interface yes. and it's, yeah. it, yes. it's yes. hard yes. to navigate, but it's depending on how you want to work in the future. But there are a lot of recruiters out there like they that have find me through my LinkedIn profile yeah. and things like that. And it's a really good way if you, if you connect with people professionally, having them there and then they can follow you. And then if you want a meeting, you can write them on LinkedIn and you know you're connected. Which... That is a sphere that I have difficulty getting into, the actual following and reading stuff on LinkedIn because of the interface. Yeah. I yeah. see, yeah. I've heard a lot yeah. of people who are really onto it and getting a lot of followers and such. But I think one of the things that's good about LinkedIn is the reviews. Something we, we tend to forget about is when people review you and talk good about mm. you. That is the thing that I would look at if I was recruiting. Um, I don't really care as much as like, okay, what university you were at. And, yeah, sure, it's interesting to look at where you've worked. But... Like you're saying, it's not like you can't, that's you trying to say, like, validating yourself. But as soon as people are endorsing you and people are actually reviewing, writing good stuff about you, that's when you can start. Well, I think that's because uh, that's, that's more real. I mean, I think recruiters know as well. Well, the reason we say, as some have said, that we don't like LinkedIn, I think, is uh, uh, partly the interface. But for me, it is, I mean, if there is a universal truth ever, it could be this one. People prefer working to looking for work. 
Mm. Uh, at least I do. Yeah. I mean, uh, exactly. I love working, but uh, but uh, I'm a Swedish person. I'm not that comfortable yet talking about myself and searching for for work. I want I want to be try to find a work balance where I work as much and uh, and spend a bit less time looking for work. Basically, is that the point of LinkedIn? Well, so people can find you and recruit you. I mean, a lot of recruiters are there, but then I think on the other with the selling yourself part, I'm not super comfortable with that either uh i learned a little bit about it when i was living in the states but it's still like if you do good shit and people say good shit about mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. you don't really have to sell yourself in the same way and then that's just like an outer facing thing yeah and for, we're talking about linkedin uh now like in the present and the title of the episode is work in the future and i think uh, the reason why we're talking about it is partly because there's a trend going on. There, there's uh, trend watchers saying that uh, we might be looking at a future where people have a bit less job security and there will be more freelancers for mm-hmm. every year and uh, uh, job positions and uh, roles will change. Uh, people will have to adapt. You have to. You will probably have to challenge the way you work. Mm-hmm. And and then of course, uh, I mean, sites as LinkedIn and, and and the branding of your professional self becomes. A, a part of the future, that future. The LinkedIn's not made for freelancers. I'm just saying that out of own experience. <laughs> you cannot add the kind of work you're doing as a freelancer. It's really difficult to show but, it on LinkedIn compared to a lot. But what do you think then is like the future, as Hugo's kind of tapping into, what's the future of jobs? I think you know, it changes. How will we be working? The challenges. Yeah. Like new challenges. I mean, there's a different paradigm for like every every cultural shift. Now we're focusing a lot about around digital information and communication, like in new platforms. You have the entire concept of of developing like backend developers, programming, uh, graphic design is like is like a new standard. Like it's it's the new kind of profession you can have without having an education. It's like it's it's so well known that if you go online and you search for resources, you will find information and you can learn about it. Uh, and it's what's popular today like to develop a business so like if you want to if you want to do something in today's job market you just like pick something up which is popular learn it and then you go with it i mean google came out with a few years ago saying that they don't care about the education of you as long as you're showing that you're better than that other person so i think it's good i mean i think the future is going to be based on a lot on your skills and your personal branding how you can market yourself or how you can sell yourself and how good your stuff Yes, you have to be, if even, I mean, look at all these like great artists out there who are really good, but they have no work because they're terrible at selling themselves. Mm-hmm. It's difficult and it's unfortunate. Maybe that's where the next step is maybe to like get in you, more people helping these individuals sell themselves, yes, coaching guess- them or um, actually being their marketing specialists. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, what we're saying is Google was saying you have to actually have to be competitive so you have to be better than that other person which also includes they didn't say it but includes that you have to be able to show that you're better than that other person which means that you have to sell yourself and that means that as you said artists that are very good at what they do or or any type of professionals that are very good at what they do it's not really they're not really getting get the opportunities to do what they can do best unless they have help branding themselves somehow and that's maybe I mean, there's, there's some good and bad with that, but it does seem to be the future, even though in some sense it might be depressing thinking about how everyone needs to be a personal brand or everyone needs to sell themselves. Very or, Americanized. Yeah, very Americanized. Uh, 
I'm not I'm not completely in love with the thought of that. But it, I mean, not me either. If that's what's happening, then we're gonna have to adapt, and I'm gonna have to challenge myself to to adapt to that reality as well. But in one way, like I'm not in love with it either. But it could also mean that it gets more fair, like because right now. A lot of hiring decisions are based on what university degree you have, which might not be equivalent to the competence you have to perform a job. So if people learn their skills, like whatever way they want to learn it, if they want to sit on, spend all their weekends on Wikipedia and like online universities and then can prove their skills, maybe that will open up for more people than more privileged people that has been brought up in a world where you're you go to university so it could be a possibility as well for more people yeah I, sure. I agree i totally agree because looking at both education today and um, how i mean a lot of education is falling behind because the amount of information that is put up like the way articles are being presented and maybe it's it's not being peer-reviewed all the time the all these uh, these theories and such but they're being used anyway mm. And somewhere along the line, the pro- like fighting the practical versus theory, the practical is like when you're actually working. And depending on what university you're at, they can be a few years behind. And that is a big thing. Like being just a year behind today can mean, like it could be a decade for some, I mean, in some industries. So that, that will mean the future workforce will have to be people that will would have the ability to to catch up, I guess, to be, to be adaptable. To be able to challenge uh, uh, what you have learned. Yeah, I think I think that's mm-hmm. what I mean. We we used to have this a notion that once you are at the university, you're done with your degree, you're done learning. I don't believe that myself. You're learning for life. Whatever you're doing, um, whether it's martial arts or whether it's actually it's in the kitchen or if you're in business, whatever. If you're standing in a store selling all day, somewhere along the line, technology is going to change. There are going to be different kinds of people who want different kinds of needs. You constantly have to be on the lookout to learn new techniques. Like, I mean, yeah. always optimizing. And I think that's the, definitely the future, yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. And you can see like uh, a, a lot of banks today, they have always, even though I personally think a lot of banks are a bit behind in many things, <laughs> but um, they, they have always, um, people are taking um, exams still when they're working. At the same time, they have to study. Yeah. Like new yeah. exams. Yeah. That used to be something uh, that I mean, if you were a doctor, you're supposed to learn, continue, continue learning, because yeah. that profession, like that, that science, continues to improve. Yeah. You learn about new diseases, and uh, and doctors need they can't go to the medical school and work for four years doing what they learned in medical school four years ago. They're still yeah. practicing this. They're still pra- practicing. Yeah, yeah, that's they're <laughs> practicing. But that, but that's true for more professions in the yeah. future, yeah. probably. Yeah. And you mentioned something about technology changing, which is, I mean, we mentioned that we will probably have to brand ourselves more in the future because we see a trend of, of less job security, more changing job titles, more changing work, basically. And mm-hmm. part of the reason that we see that is, is because I think industries have a shorter lifespan today. Yeah. Technology have a shorter lifespan than maybe, at least I had thought about it before. You remember CDs? Yeah. yeah, like CDs became a thing in the '90s, and it's already gone for it's been gone for like ten years. And, Shit. and then we yeah, had MP3s, what, which seemed to be the future. So we had MP3s for like what, what ten years. Now people stream, so Probably it's less. less. Yeah, less, less. Yeah, well, less, less than ten years. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, uh, 
It's a volatile market. It is. But don't industries are changing, changing and companies quickly. are short term. Yeah. A company like um, uh, we worked with a with a company called Kessel Solar, which uh, work in emerging markets and get, getting um, uh, solar tech into emerging markets. They needed payment from the middle class, in, and we worked with Mexico. So many of the middle class in Mexico don't have bank accounts and don't have credit cards. So rather than finding out ways to get them credit cards. We were looking at ways to payment via smartphones, so payment via internet somehow. Yeah. So if that's going to be implemented in emerging markets, they're just going to skip credit cards, which means mm. that... Well, it does uh, exist in most countries in Africa already. Yeah, yeah, which means that that step is going to be even like uh, a company like iSettle, which have a thing where you can you can pay via credit card to through someone's iPhone. The life expectancy of that company or that technology is probably not as long as you would, you would mm. think. Mm. Or, I mean, a lot of other tech companies, they're probably not going to be a lo- a, around as long as I think I expected them to be beforehand. But I, yeah. I think also it has to do with us, the generation, the new mm-hmm. generations. Not just, of course, the lifespan of the, the companies. They're, like, rotating really fast now. Like, except for those, like, really big ones, like, Ikea would probably yeah. never go under, you know what I mean? But, like... Never say never. No, okay, <laughs> never say never. Well, they have like, a very analog product, at least. But yeah, they have an analog, but, like, yeah. the tech ones. Yeah. Because it's changing so rapidly, but I think it's also because of us. Like, we get tired. We're, like, the, the Generation Y, who's, like... I don't want to be at a job more than three years. You know, you get bored and then you want to develop and then you want to... Like, I don't think I'm going to have a job more than three years. Mm. I think Mm. I will change jobs every three years Mm. because Mm. I don't feel like I'm... I remember as a kid, they used to say, tell us, like, in your lifetime, you're going to have at least three different (laughs) jobs. Yeah. (laughs) And I've already had... I might say I've already had, like, eight or ten different jobs. Yeah, me too. um, By this time, so... Um, I think 90s, you were very incorrect. Uh, but I think something that's interesting is to look at, for example, you're talking about this, they're going over smartphones, payment solutions. Yeah. Uh, I think the emerging markets are going to be like, it's going to flip a lot because their infrastructures are going to be so far ahead. I mean, look at India. Uh, their, I mean, their um, mobile networking is like 10 times better than us here in Sweden. Um, ours is so old compared to theirs. Uh, yeah. And sure, we're demanding it more, but they, they're because they're early. I mean, they're adopting the technology that is today. We've been using the technology for a while, and we're trying to like repair it and make it updated, instead of actually just like throwing it all out and then putting in new, new devices. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see like how where are we actually going to be ending up working? I mean, because we're maybe our class is pretty much on the forefront of a lot of. In the, in the digital world, maybe like these countries that we always thought we're like you know, going to be working at, or we're going to be working in the U.S. or London, or no, maybe we'll be working in one of these emerging markets yeah. instead because they're far ahead. So, yeah, and then you're also tying back to what you said, Hugh, with uh, the way services are developed. I mean, it's also looking on the problem and not about what cool thing you want to develop, and that will also take away so many steps mm. rather than all. People wanting different jobs is about how do we solve this problem, and then that flips everything as well. Yeah. But I'm also curious, what do you guys think about like what our future? I know we said we're not super into titles, but if a lot of things will be digitalized and tech, like could you work as a happiness manager or life <laughs> designer yeah. or 
what will we see in the future? Life designer, I like that. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's... Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, thanks. Airtime, yay. No, I think that the, the main thing you can see in today is that we have, everything is going faster. Like we have such a generation shift, as Kara said, like we're generation Y. And as you said, Chris, that since the 90s, everything has been changing at a much more rapid pace. So what, whatever happens, it, we can be certain that it's going to happen fast. We're in an age, a new age of pioneering. The technology around us is constantly developing. The format is, is dynamic and, and professions adapted to the format is always changing because, you know, a new programming language comes out, a new basis for information transaction, for example, in banking becomes popular, like everything switches. And in tandem with that, transportation is cheaper and more accessible for everyone in first world countries. So like uh, globalization and like having international workforces becomes more the, the standard, more the norm. So I think we're moving towards a more of a global shift so like a market which can communicate with each other we use a lot of like you know skype is a typical example of a voice over ip uh, connection we can communicate with each other like before phone conferences had to be made in like big boardrooms you had to have a landline and you had to have a direct tv connection like in the 80s to like some board member a couple of time zones away yeah and now you can just like at the flick of a switch, just connect and talk. And now, even now that Skype's got their translator thing, that's like amazing. What? what? So we can see that. It's live, transla no. live translating. Um, so you're actually just talking and it actually writes it out. So you can actually, nowadays you don't even have to have a translator sitting in your room. <laughs> it's translating automatically. That's you. an entire profession. That's, a, great that, that's a paradigm yeah. shift. Yeah. That's yeah. a translation yeah. like... Yeah. Another thing, with, uh, we talked about... Um, you mentioned India. A lot of emerging markets are very online today and are becoming more and more online. But I feel like uh, we're not really talking between continents the way I, I, I think mm -hmm. I expected us to 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, that is true. When uh, I started browsing around the internet, uh, talking about rap music with people from the entire world, I expected more of that, I guess. But uh, that global conversation, I don't think it has happened really. But maybe that Skype thing with a like, live translation could help with that. Do you think it's because of the language barriers? Is that? What I don't saying? know why, uh, honestly. The language barrier, maybe more the cultural barrier. I'm not sure. People use the internet different ways, and uh, and uh, people aren't very kind on the internet. I think. But uh, information no, but wise, yeah. uh, information wise, I think it has distributed very well between countries. But it's probably collaboration wise that it's the more difficult yeah. to actually sit and collaborate. Um, because we're, I mean, we're sending. I think uh, we wouldn't. Be developing as fast without uh, having different countries or continents mm. um, communicating with each other, giving information, yeah. like giving ideas in that way. Uh, I, I don't think there is a... I think a reason might be that there's no efficient or profitable or, you know what I mean, like model for that, that people might not see the use of just communicating yeah. in like different parts of the world, not just like... I understand making business... Yeah business you know like import export like stuff like that that's very like tangible and obvious but like just like communicating let's say we would start a podcast and we wanted to reach out to people in china like i don't think maybe people in china or us or whatever are going to be like what's the use of that you know what mm. i mean i don't think there's if it was like a a good business model or whatever for that then it would be more like, but, but I do you, do you realize that that that's that's one of the biggest shifts for me. You realize that you're discussing this as a kind of objective analytical aspect, 
like say okay not some of our parents it depends on how old your parents are but let's say your parents or grandparents in their day and age they couldn't know yeah. we have the communication capacity to actually have some sort of insight to what the world looks like around us on a global scale it's not just like bordering countries and like a family member living here and there telling you what, what their general surrounding is about we now have information about each other everywhere and with that comes a knowledge of where every society is in like societal change but i think it's, it's, it's gradually going over because i mean the, I, i agree like the amount of friends i have now abroad that are living here and there that's the people that i'm going to start connecting with they're going to meet people around there i think it's just a matter of time and yeah i, I would have expected it to go faster but yeah Me too, cause, but I think it's a psychological thing that you say, like, Facebook, connecting people. But I'm still just connected to people I've met. There are few that yeah. I haven't met. But through, like, Twitter, I have friends that I haven't met yet. But I think, not that it's, it's a disappointment with the internet, but I think we're still psychologically so, our mind is so set on people we know, because we could connect with anyone, like... I'm more on Kara's line with like on a personal level, not business-wise, mm-hmm. and have relationships with like, why should I read the news about how people are living in um, Israel when I could actually go on Facebook, find someone and talk to them? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Well, if you tie this to to work in the future, I guess this mm-hmm. means that uh, it could mean that we, at least the technology exists to Make uh, that to compete globally and uh, without a work talent also to work whatever because we i mean is that is that the connection do you think i mean the physical form as well i mean you as a person uh, right now we're starting to get we have the tools to be able to work digitally with every wherever you are in the world but i think definitely in the future we're going to be moving more that's just my or that's my dream what do you mean by moving more nomadic yeah more nomadic in one way i uh, i think just like you were saying you just want to work three years here and there Like, um, why does why do you have to be locked into your own country? Um, the more look at Estonia has their like their digital passport. I mean, like the more it's easier to open up your um, your startup or your whatever you have your bank account somewhere, but you can live wherever you want in the world nowadays. It's it's easier to I mean immigrate to new countries. And well, everybody can, but I'm no, not everybody. But it, yeah, it's, it's also that, important it's, to see that we're like very very privileged people yeah. talking about this yeah i mean and that all the it's also important i don't know if we mentioned that in the pod earlier but that all the things that are said like right now and in previous episodes it's also from us personally yeah like as individuals yeah. as individuals yeah. sitting in this room so definitely it's not like, it's not like we're talking for so. like the whole class or i think it's time for going over to a little commercial break. And after this break, I think we have to think about what our titles actually are going to mm. be, like Emma was asking earlier. Hypertalks. Hypertalks. And we're back. All right, Emma, because you asked us, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> Go <laughs> for it. What kind of title would you want in the future? Oh... I like the ones I said, like happiness manager or... What would a happiness manager be? It's such a fluffy thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I saw someone being a happiness engineer and then I thought I could be a happiness manager. But no, but just making sure, because I think in like this digital revolution where it's everyone's going to be able to work from wherever and you're going to have uh, organizations looking differently from the way they are now, I think you're going to need people 
that make sure uh, that people are doing okay in that, like not working. I think we'll see people working too much. Uh, so just making sure people are doing fine. Or like working with coaching uh, and those kind of elements. I think that's going to be something that will be needed in the future. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree that I mean that's where I'm noticing that I'm leaning towards. I mean, yeah. I, even though I might be studying here on a, in a so-called digital environment, I think we often forget the the physical world and how people will adapt to it. Happiness manager manager. Yeah, it sounds so cliche, <laughs> but maybe that's the future. Yeah, I don't want to be that cliche person, but I think I would have so much fun as a happiness manager. It sounds uh, like a happy world. Yeah, or I would like, but I already seen this. I think head of diversity and equality, but I think Spotify just launched it, so that future is already here. But yeah. that would also be a dream job for me. Hyper talks. How about you, Hugo? I have a few different train of thoughts going through my head, and I'm trying to decide which I talked to and. Um, at agency uh, a couple of weeks ago because I w- sort of wanted to I consider myself a generalist and that's what I told them I, and I tried to figure out if there's a role for someone like me in, in, and, and I think in a tra- traditional ad agency there wouldn't mm-hmm. be um, and another chain of thought I just thought about um, my girlfriend said uh, last night that when her, bro- her brother expected uh, his first child she te- teased him and his girlfriend uh, because they were both artists that uh, they would just name him he would just, he would just be a color he would have to <laughs> sort of <laughs> go around with like a crayons and just enjoy <laughs> his color or whatever uh, like a kid art project <laughs> yeah like a kid art project maybe something physical something like a, a, a child formerly a performance known as basically a maybe performance. like oh, yeah. performance. that is like, a long performance to <laughs> raise a child like that <laughs> Very confusing, and they didn't, they didn't do that because that would have been mean, I think. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting with that exactly. But that's that's like a, maybe that's going to be the future. There's going to be more than, than uh, the vocal title, I guess, or not. It's going to be a sound, complicated. Or, a sound be... or like a feeling. You could, you could like push feelings through. Like happy. Uh, yeah, happy. Yeah. I guess. Just the feelings of hugs. <laughs> the feelings of hugs. <laughs> that's why. That's what it sounds <laughs> like a great yeah. title. I think. Uh, I, I like life designer as well, but I'm not sure uh, if I can find something that would. That would uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm good at a lot of things, but I, w- I would describe myself today as a generalist, which doesn't say a lot. So, I mean, life designer works for me because I, I, I can help a team in many different ways. I think. Hyper talks. Yeah, what do you think? Me, I'm thinking of a title. I'm thinking of what I do, what I know, what I want to know, and what I want to do. What would I call myself? I don't know. I think I'd be like a digital roadie. I'd know everything in the background and just hang out. And, you know, people can do what they want to do. And I'll just be there like, ah, maybe this is a better choice. <laughs> do you want to like, be like, the doorstopper? Just... <laughs> yeah. like a digital daddy. <laughs> digital daddy. Digital daddy. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to be a digital roadie, but okay. <laughs> but that goes together with, you know, like, as, as we discussed before the break, you know, like, Traveling a lot, being international, like being on the road, mm. and being being capable in many different aspects. Um, I since my time here at our school, I've learned, I've understood how much I like working with people. 
So I wouldn't. I don't think I would want to work alone too much because I like I like having the creative input of multiple thoughts and ideas from all different kind of individuals. Uh, so I think I would I would be like I would be a digital roadie. I would go where work is needed, and I would just do that work, and then disappear into the shadows as if I was never there. <laughs> and you just like like leave like a little Jim was here stamp somewhere in the code or like in a project somewhere. And, Have like, you been looking at Mr. Robot? <laughs> a what? Mr. Robot is no? a series. What's that? Uh, oh, you should watch that series. Yeah, That's a pretty a, neat series. But a hacker, and he leaves codes, like his name and like codes, living codes pretty much. Oh. Whatever, you should look at it. Okay, yeah. cool. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll do the Mr. Robot thing, I guess. <laughs> or something so akin di- to that. Digital roadie. Digital, digital roadie. Final, yeah. That's a good one. Hyper Talks. How about you, Kara? Oof. It's hard. I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out myself. I don't know, Game Changer? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a big one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we're no, going for the big bucks now. The oh, Game my. Changer, right? The digital Game Changer. <laughs> we're almost getting to, like, rather than a title, an artist name. Yeah. 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 That's personal branding now, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Yeah, I love artist. that one, Game Changer. Yeah. I want to steal Carol's. <laughs> <laughs> we can all become, you, I can hire you all. Sweet. Um, no, I don't know. Like a game changer because it's like versatile and it's like it works for anything. Like cultural management. Like uh, we had a lecture Grafma that came mm. here and she was talking about like pretty much what Spotify has. Like mm. that equality, diversity, cultural manager. So it could be like both team wise, like the atmosphere of a team, or it could be work wise, just like getting a team forward and changing it up. And what do we need? So. That would be fun to be in all kinds of areas, just to be a game changer. And not doing the same old, same old, always changing yeah. it. Hyper talks. What about you, Chris? Oh, I've been spawning a bit right now. I'm like thinking like something with Ninja or Sensei or... Um, <laughs> oh, we're know. going with... <laughs> I'm going to go with something cool. No, uh, <laughs> of course. Obviously. We have like no. super things and I just went with Rody. I should, I should have came for like higher like <laughs> no, but, uh, titles. I, I, I wanted to be humble and stuff. Uh, I should... <laughs> I, I believe really in the nomadic thing. So I, I think somebody a lot, or somewhere along the line, I mean, you notice more these digital nomads. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like nomadic coach or something like that, working with uh, working with uh, both teams who are working around the world or around the globe or moving around. I think that would be. I I, I want to work a lot with people, and uh, I think it's somewhere along the line of facilitating something. Um, so nomadic master coach. Ooh. There we go. Oof. Nomadic Ooh. master. That's amazing. I feel like it sounds like a car. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it stepped up along the way. Yeah, 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 I feel like that as well. We I feel just... like you guys were so much better at explaining what you can yeah. actually do. Because I, uh, I mean, all of us, I think, uh, have better ways of talking about what we can do in the future than we did in this exercise. But this is a very long-term uh, perspective, I think. Like, what would be your future? Yeah, we can come idea. back to this question. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the year we should come back to and see if we actually have a title or not. But uh, one thing I've Accomplished. noticed... Yeah, Accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I've noticed that we're... Um, getting at is really this everybody seems to be both generalists in many ways yeah. um, or we we know a lot of things mm. but i feel like for me i know that i'm good at asking the right questions i'm i'm good at i'm i'm, I'm good at having different perspectives i'm i'm good at having empathy uh, in, in a professional sense i i can sort of sense what people are 
what's going on in a room. Mm. And I feel like that's that's something that I share with a lot of you guys. Yeah. We're good at talking. Mm. We're good at uh, being with people and good at uh, collaborating, I would say. And there's no certificate for that. I mean, there's no like yeah. actual, sorry. <laughs> there, there's no actual certificate for that. And that's what's so <laughs> difficult. Like, how, how do you... That, and that, that's why I think, really, this whole so-called personal branding. How, how do you actually sell that? Yeah. Because it is a really valued skill. Yeah, but I, yeah. As who said, but I think that's really something that combines a lot of us, especially in, since we don't talk for the entire class, but in this room, that, it, and I think it's really important as a business person that you can sense the vibe in a room and that you make sure everyone's seen and heard both internally and externally, whatever you do. Mm. Definitely, I think it's. I think it's hard, like what Chris said about like you can't really show it to people that you're good at this, which I'm a little allergic towards all these certifications. Yeah, mm. yeah. But you have to have it. That's what's so silly. It's like I have to have a certification that I've gone to this project management class or mm. that yeah. I'm a facilitator. If you mm. want to show to people on paper or LinkedIn that you're a that you're a people person, that yeah. you're good at managing people, then you need to have it certified. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of. But and, uh, or a nice network, like a yeah. nice network that didn't that sound a little bit gross. But I mean, if you meet <laughs> no, but if you meet <laughs> a lot of people, if I know Hugo, I go to place, I meet people, I see oh, Hugo could really make a difference here. I'm gonna s- tell them that. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have an urge when you talk about yourself in a professional sense to, to sort of add something tangible? Like I know, uh, Chris, that you're, you know about, you're a photographer, mm-hmm. so that's, that's I, I'm not sure if I have a, a professional skill in that sense that is, I mean, I had for forever on my resume uh, experienced outdoorsman just because I want something <laughs> tangible. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, you're the podcast man. Yeah, you're I the guess so. Yeah, man, of course. But yeah, it, it, it's difficult to say. I mean, the rest of you guys. You, uh, what is? What do, is you, do you sense that urge to sort of add something tangible to when you talk about yourself? In a sense, I have very certification for for hiking Kilimanjaro on my CV. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have my Patty, my diving certificate yeah. is on my CV as well, just to like impress, just impress. I, I got a dry suit specialization. Yeah. It's nice having the word yeah. specialization on your. I have my love for GCRMB on my resume. <laughs> no, but I I understand what you're getting at. I mean, if I'm in a professional situation, I usually mention that I worked as a project manager or mm. that I I've done marketing. But it's also, I mean, you kind of want to combine the soft skills with something else as well. Yeah, that, that's the urge I'm talking about. Yeah. but that, that that's an interesting. But thing. I don't you know if you have to as well. You yeah. worked as a project manager, not a project manager. I think that's also one thing that I've noticed that I do is like, I have done this, I've done that, uh, I did a bit of this. Like, it's not that I am this. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't even. I think even when I was working as a photographer, I would not say I am a photographer. I would say I work with photography. Um, it's difficult to. Add Why that. do you think? I don't know, I think it's the difficult to add that classification because you never know where you're going around. Because I think this, it is this whole thing, like, I don't want a job just for for life. For life is damn scary. I don't know if it's just because I'm at this age, but... Mm. I'd say boring, not scary, but boring. Like, yeah, the sure. notion, like, with all the inputs we get from all around the world, like, and then you choose one thing, 
you you got you know you got to be prepared like to commit in that case. So you need to love that profession. So sum this up. I feel like um, I feel at least like I feel like I know that I will have to adapt in the future. I'm not going to be the same person working with the same things for 40 years because the world is going to be different. So I know that I have to challenge uh, the way I work uh, constantly every day. And uh, if I put a title on and said I am this, then that's just using those words will make it more difficult for me to challenge uh, what I do than if I just say that uh, this is what I've done or this is what mm-hmm. I do. But and that's also where the soft skills maybe come into the picture because you can s- maybe you don't want to say it for yourself, but if other people have testimonials about you, like yeah. Hugo is really uh, has a lot of empathy, he's fun, then those things are things that you're going to bring with you to whatever profession you do, and then they become really valuable as well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you already got one testimonial in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to cut I, I, this I just, out and you put it on yeah. your, your page. I just, just want to, like, before we, before we like, move on quickly, like, what, what does the experienced outdoorsman do, you? <laughs> I guess for me it means that I'm very comfortable uh, on the summit of a, of a mountain. Mm-hmm. I know how to get down, I know how to get up. I want to quote that. I'm yeah. very comfortable on the summit of a mountain. That's what you should have. <laughs> that's, your that's your yeah. tagline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always aim for the summit. But that's also because I feel like uh, some of the most rewarding experiences I had is uh, bringing people with me to uh, uh, going to a ski, a ski ride. I know, like, uh, knowing the hike, knowing... Uh, uh, the pain points, uh, the avalanche risks, and knowing where to go, where to stop, and being that person that could sort of manage a group in that situation. Doesn't uh, just sound cool, it actually is invaluable. Yeah. yeah. And that's like now, nowadays we all want to sit in, our, in front of our laptops, but I think those kind of skills are going to be valued. Yeah. Definitely, because the people who dare to, like both, yeah, we're going to be traveling around. It's the, before it was like you're either sitting in your office or you're not. Um, now I think those are starting to go together a bit and both have value in many ways. So yeah, being able to sit on Mount Everest with your laptop is yeah. maybe the future. Yeah, um, being it's not that far away. No, or it is here already. <laughs> yes. I mean, there are people doing it right now. <laughs> mm. uh, what is the, and what is the future companies? Like the future new startups? Or <clears throat> so, that we could work on where would they need a happy manager or a life designer or um, that, uh, nomad master <laughs> coach, coach. coach. Yeah. I think a lot of things can be optimized we have a class member Petter, and he talked about a lot, a lot about uh, he's been in touch with a lot of analog industries mm-hmm. I think his parents work with a farm and yeah. he's seeing uh, from his perspective of knowing digital that a lot of things can be done uh, connecting the analog reality with the, the digital future like the opportunities mm-hmm. are really there so I think there's going to be that made so much sense when he described it uh, and we should bring him out to talk about it at some point I don't think even digital is going to be in the future. I mean, the, the word digital is going to be such a... It's like CO2 yeah. was such a big thing a few years ago. Yeah. And now everybody's like, yeah, CO2, whatever. That's Everybody knows yeah. about that. And I think it's the same thing about the so-called digital thing. It's going to be like an everyday usage. It's not going to be even a word we're mentioning because it's it's just there. Um, but talking about like, what industries we're going to be in, I think everything we're talking about... like. The different things we want to do mm. can be applied to like such a vast majority of industries. I agree. This thing, I think the future will be a lot. Everybody's pretty generalist, but they'll be a specialist at one thing, but can be used in so many different areas. 
you're not just going to be nerd. You're, you're going to be maybe nerding in one subject, but you're going to also be able to apply it to all other subjects. Yeah. Uh, to do, it's like this separating of difference. I mean, and, and that is maybe how we constantly learn. Yeah. Let's yeah. say if you're Emma is a happy manager, and then she goes to what, like a fashion house. She learns a lot about maybe fabric and the teams and how they work in production and mm. marketing and all that. And then she can go on to the music business and she learns a lot about music. So you're constantly mm. filling up your knowledge server base. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Oh, I uh, sorry. No, go. No, no. I have. A, I actually have a, have a concrete example of like a new kind of hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, education. Like, I'm sorry, we're we're gonna strive strive back into academia, but like, it's just to make and <laughs> give you an example. Mm. Uh, I have a friend that studies something called computational linguistics, which is like a completely new profession. And what what that is is, like, you know, Google Translate and and like as we discussed just mm. like in the beginning, like Skype translation uh, assistant, like people that program those kind of AIs to be as comprehensive as possible to what input they're given. Mm. That is not something that existed like no. 10 no. years ago. No. It's a new it's a new profession completely brought on by by existing technologies that we are bound to use in our everyday life. Mm. So I have a friend that's studying there and and what she does is basically she learns coding and language and how to program code to comprehend those different ways of speaking. And that is just you know, that is a true hybrid. That is like something which is like. Go. I, ha- I have one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> robots. Robots. Someone's gonna have to make sure that the robots are nice and that they have empathy and like. So that's what value. the happiness manager is doing. <laughs> no, maybe I want to be a robot woman. I don't know, but I'm really excited about robots because I think and also getting diversity in there, so we get robots that are um, not only done by. Men. Mm-hmm. Or robots that, that has all types of uh, like different features. Like this one is a little more caring. It sounds yeah. very sci-fi, but yeah. it's really close. And I think, yeah, since I started here, I think robots are so exciting. <laughs> robots scares me. Hyper talks. I guess to sum this conversation up, it's difficult to sum up, I would say. We talked about a lot of different things. We're going to have to be adaptable in the future, I think, yeah. as yeah. As, uh, as people and as professionals. And uh, partly because uh, that's just the way the world is moving and, and mm. partly because that's the way industries are going to look like. It's a progressive this, generation. Yeah. I mean, like, we're, we're pioneers. We're in a generation shift where it's a lot of pioneering all the time. Yeah, I don't think it's going to stop. No, it's going to continue to... We're so change. much for development nowadays that I think it's going to continue. Yeah. We don't, we can, who knows? But also for us to sell ourselves, our job titles, mm. that they're actually needed, not like static ones. Yeah. Mm. More like movable, like they're floaty, flexible ones. Just being a color. Yeah, just being a color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so should we end it off with a little checkout? Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. think the checkout question should be, how do you feel about the future? I think I'm I'm going like I'm have, uh, I have this feeling where I go in between loving the future, looking forward to it one moment, and uh, the other moment just being totally scared that things is gonna just not work out. And I go between those feelings and, and never really stay in the middle. But uh, right now I'm a bit more positive. I feel like I have to be for myself because there's been a lot of bad things going on uh, recently. Check out. I used to think I was born in the wrong 
generation that I'm gonna miss out on the cool future. Like it's it was so much further out. Just realizing it, no, it's soon here. Like a lot of things. I'm excited. So I'm here. I'm checking out with that. I'm excited. Like I just hope we don't get lost in the hype. Uh we should always strive to do interesting things and you know, learn. Just try out cool stuff and Grow, 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 try, grow. I don't know. It looks interesting from where I'm standing. Check out. I'm really excited to see the future. Some days I'm a little bit scared as well, but I think we're going to see a future with a better world because there are so many people that wants to work for it. Check out. I'm almost plus one on, on Emma and Hugo. The uncertainty of the future scares me. But I think it will happen a lot of good shit in the future. Because the possibilities of doing great shit is knocking on our door. So, I'm being um, optimistic. Checking out. And so, thank you for today. And if you want to come in contact with any of us here and just want to continue talking about this. For example, for me, you can reach me on my Twitter. It's at kblimling. Um, Emma, where, where can we find you? Uh, Twitter as well, it's at Brunheten. You can find me at Hugo uh, on any social media. Yeah, I'm Jim Schillings, very bluntly, on Twitter, but it's the same as my LinkedIn. I didn't touch that thing, but, you know, you can start a conversation <laughs> with me, then at least I'll get some good content. Um, I don't really have a channel where anyone can connect with me. I guess I have LinkedIn, which is just my name. Right, thanks. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Hypertalks. 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 Hypertalks.